Mademoiselle Josephine, les restés dans la rue Dauphine, l'église c'est ainsi un peu bien, cassé sorti champagne, salut dames, salut dames, salut dames, bonjour, salut dames, laissez-moi voir, cocon, patoto, salut dames, salut dames, salut dames, bonjour, salut dames, laissez-moi voir, cocon, patoto. Pas plier pour mettre la sauce tomate avec un gros galon divin. Salut dames, salut dames, salut dames, bonjour. Salut dames, laissez-moi voir, cocon, voir, toto. Salut dames, salut dames, salut dames, bonjour. Salut dames, laissez-moi voir, cocon, voir, Well, welcome to this week's edition of the Old Kaiser Radio Hour, sometimes known as the uh, the Philco Cheap Cigar Boudoir. And we opened up the program with James P. Johnson and Liza, and then uh, Nick and his Creole serenaders gave us Salé Dame, uh, number two. I'm Courtney T. Edison, the Old Kaiser. I'm your host and your programmer here. I'm in charge of this program. Now, if you missed last week's show but you heard the previous two shows, you'll be delighted to know that we named the Sears Goat. You remember, I bought a new Pouton shanty from uh, Sears, and it was delivered by rail car, and uh, it was supposed to come with a pre-assembled Sears cat, but they had a mix-up in the shipping department, and instead of a Sears cat, they sent a goat, a Sears goat. Fortunately, it was pre-assembled. <laughs> Have you ever tried... Uh, following the instructions for goat assembly. 
Yeah, attaching the muzzle and the forelegs and the dewclaws are skills that require years of apprenticeship. I wouldn't have a clue. And then there's the withers. Uh, then there's all that glue and duct tape and string. Yeah, anyway, and if you screw up the installation of the horns on the goat, you could end up with a unicorn. Oh, you think that's serendipitous, do you? Don't be naive. Unicorns are always depicted as cute, whimsical creatures who uh, frolic around with children, cuddly, you know, like teddy bears. Have you ever had a run-in with a real bear? I have. Nothing adorable about it. Well, unicorns, too. They are vile, vicious, and predatory. They cannot be house-trained, and they will eat your pets, and they will claw the flesh off of your children. And they smell atrocious. I don't want to be ten miles from a unicorn, and neither do you. Anyway, we, we, we were asking the listeners uh, a few weeks ago to submit names for the goat, and there was a winning entry, and we announced it last week. We were quite proud. We officially named the goat Dinner. But uh, before we arrived at the christening, we had to uh, disassemble the goat. And afterwards, we decided we had a new name for the goat. Delicious. Well, anyway, uh, still waiting for that Sears cat to arrive. Hopefully they'll get their act together there in the shipping department at Sears. Send us the pre-assembled Sears cat. Anyway, going back to the music now on the old Kaja radio show on uh, WFMU.
near my dad went wild Whenever we had company They'd bounce me on their knees The neighbors thought I was a darling child Once I was everybody's baby But right now I'm lonesome as can be You see I'm nobody's baby Without a brain, 
picture Abraham Harriman without a train, picture Tintanati without a cloister, picture Billy the Oyster Man without an oyster, picture Central Park without a sailor, picture Mr. Lord minus Mr. Taylor, mix them all together and what have you got? Just a picture of me without you.
Wrapping up another fine set of music on the old concert show on WFMU. We opened up with Frankie Newton and his orchestra, Cause My Baby Says So. Clarence Williams, after that, did A Pain in the Glass. Ruth Edding, the lovely Ruth Edding, uh, sang I'm Nobody's Baby. Well, she was uh, Moda Gimp Snyder's baby for a while there. Uh, Cole Porter sang A Picture of Me Without You. I got that from Cole Porter himself. He gave me a whole bunch of demos of his songs where he was, uh, he was performing them for the first time at home on a little disc recorder, and he gave them to me. I have them all. And then we, we concluded that set with Fats Waller, and he gave us the Valentine Stomp. Well, you know, uh, we like to pay the bills around here with uh, paid sponsorship. This is unique at WFMU, where all the other shows are too snooty to accept advertising. They're a bunch of obnoxious hippies who just need something to sneer at. But here at the Old Codger Radio Show, we are adults. We are unapologetic capitalists. <laughs> yeah. The product, our broadcast content, has value. It is, how can I put this bluntly, it is for sale. Let me restate the proposition. We are not ashamed to say that we have a price. We are prostitutes. Ah, so are you. But we admit it, and we act on it freely. Here at the Old Codger Show, we have uh, no anxiety about our reputation for purity. When that reputation gets worse, we bank on it. Sadly, there are no new commercials on this week's show. Uh, consequently, this week, uh, Lola Bell Pancake will not be paid for her work serving as the playlist administrator and the comments board moderator. And it's very expensive keeping a staff. Lola Bell is paid at a rate higher than the minimum wage. We're generous around here. She gets at least 10 or 15 cents an hour higher than the minimum wage. But fortunately, she's, she's smart. She's been uh, very frugal in keeping her living expenses low, and she has a piggy bank, which she feeds on a regular basis. Lodabelle pays her bills on time, and she is not in debt. So, for now, she has agreed to remain on the job here at the Old Codger Radio Show as a volunteer until we attract new sponsors. Of course, being a volunteer means she's just like all the other people who work on radio shows at WFMU. With one big difference, of course, Lola Bell is worth every Buffalo nickel I pay her. Lola Bell, of course, is also the, show, the show's advertising director, so she has an incentive to round up some new sponsors. Not having any uh, new sponsors on this program this week also means that our staff announcer, Gus Bodenheim, is uh, unemployed this week. This will allow Gus to devote more time to his precious vices. Uh, there are any number of tables in Bodenheim Manor, and you are likely to find Gus under one of them. Now, I'm, I, I, want to, I want to be perfectly honest with you that our goal here on the Old Codger Radio Show, way down the road, is that eventually we want the show to consist of 15 minutes of fine music and 45 minutes of commercials. You remember the old saying, the music goes round and round, but uh, we understand what makes the world go round. Money is the sixth sense that allows you to enjoy the other five. Anyway, speaking of things that are green, up next we have another great Flip the Frog film soundtrack from the 1930s here on the Old Codger Radio Hour on uh, WFMU. Oh, oh. 
my southern movement Pie my southern crowd Oh, love me, daddy Love me, honey I want it all Yeah, honey, I sure love you I used to don't like my movement If you don't like my crowd Then don't listen Dad, start kissing Please, daddy, don't stop Yeah, baby, yeah. Come on now Let me see you do your stuff When I say I'm ready You sure and give me enough Yeah, take it all now. I'm not sudden movement. I'm not sudden drought. Where you start? I'll reply. Baby, you got it all. Yeah, now lift it, boys. Lift it.
thing I ever saw in my life. The dirty little no good old stole a married man's wife. Now all you men, you better work and work fast, 'cause that little boy is really shaking a nasty yes, yes, yes. Don't come in fussing, don't raise no hell. I can tell you been out by the way you smell. I had a good man to give me everything, but the last thing he gave me, he sent me down to hot springs.
time for me to intrude on my program again and uh, do a set recap for you on your country show on WFMU, where we heard uh, Flip the Frog, uh, another film soundtrack. We've been featuring them once or twice a month. We feature a soundtrack from a classic Flip the Frog feature film. And this, uh, this week we heard The Village Specialist. Uh, that was a film from 1931. And the music in that film, The Village Specialist, well, the music was by the Flip the Frog Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Flip the Frog Jr. <laughs> yes, there's a very talented offspring leading the orchestra there for his old man on the screen. Then we heard from Hartman's Heartbreakers, featuring uh, Betty Lou on the vocals, and uh, the song was called My Southern Movements. Lil Johnson did My Baby, Squeeze Me Again, and then Ambrose and his orchestra closed out that set with Message from Mars. Well, I want to announce that uh, next week is uh, the Del Barton Industries Shareholders Conference. That's right. Uh, Del Barton Industries is a division of Enormo Corp. Enormo Corp is the uh, largest corporation in the world. They own all the other corporations. Gus Bodenheim and his sister Unita and my uh, first lieutenant, Lola Bell Pancake, they're all expected to attend the uh, Del Barton Industries Shareholders Conference next week. It's being held uh, at an abandoned airplane hangar in Bud Lake, New Jersey, uh, former home of uh, Bart's Flying Service. Now, Bart, I knew Bart. Bart used to test parachutes, as well as delivering the mail locally back in the 1930s and the 1940s. Uh, Bart would fly over the homes in the neighborhood and drop the mail in the front yards from the plane. He did this with startling accuracy. Now, he might hit a bird on the way down, but uh, Bart was a stickler to the postal credo uh, that nothing, rain, snow, hail, a hairy woodpecker, or the gloom of night will prevent the mail from being delivered. Bart delivered. Anyway, we deliver here, too, at the Old Codger Show. We deliver fine music for one hour every week on WFMU. We deliver, and we've got a package for you right now, and it's from Hawaii. That's right. Uh, we have the uh, great Hawaiian beachcombers for you. Wait, before you accept it, you need to sign right here, this delivery receipt. Thank, thank you very much. Okay, now, now you may listen to the music.
the other day down in Chinatown. There I sat in a Chinese hat with black men, yellow and brown. Blinky blink blue said quietness, please. Packy packy poo will sing. And music riding gay in an oriental way was played by Ling Ling Ling. Chanky Chewy sat next to me, smoking his long pipe. To me, he said, it's winter time, as your nose is red and ripe. Blinky Blinky Blue said, order please, then he shouted with a strain. My friend Packy Woo, I'm so pleased to tell you, we'll start to sing again. Conversational man And then he tells me all about gay parade 
doesn't practice a thing with me. My orational conversational man. And if I'm cold and I want to pet, a red hot lecture is the best I can get from this jabbering, always blabbering man. Spouting phrases fills that man with satisfaction. But this flaming mama craves a tiny little bit of action. He's full of gas and I'm full of heat. God knows what will happen when they meet. My orational conversational man. Thank you. 
In this concluding set of the Old Codger Radio Hour, we uh, heard the Hawaiian beachcombers and their Hawaiian melody. George Van Dusen sang about the yodeling Chinaman, uh, Sophie Tucker, with, con- with conversational man. Uh, Libby Holman and the Colonial Club Orchestra did Find Me a Primitive Man. Frankie Trombauer and his orchestra closed out that set with Baltimore. Well, I do need to play more Sophie Tucker. She was one of the great loves of my life. She was the first of the Red Hot Mamas, and the last. There were a few Red Hot Nuliparous Chorus Dames, but by definition, they could not be Mamas, Red Hot or otherwise. Sophie, by the way, Sophie Tucker, recollecting she was also a close friends with J. Edgar Hoover, the famous G-Man. Maybe uh, you youngsters don't know who he was, but he was the feared head of the FBI for decades. Now, J. Edgar had some strange predilections, which were not acknowledged in public, but his friends knew about them. I once attended a banquet and was seated near Sophie Tucker and J. Edgar Hoover. Now, Sophie used to wear the most outrageous and expensive dresses. Oh, God, they were so lavish, full of sequins and feathers and fur and hand-beaded silk chiffon, things like that. So anyway, after this banquet, J. Edgar Hoover leaned over and whispered to Sophie, when you're done with that dress, can I have it? I'll be back next week with more 78 RPM records. This is Courtney T. Edison, the old codger. This is WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, in New York City and Rockin' County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. If you're going to get plushed, I advise you to do it all the way to the scuppers. Welcome to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. You are listening to one of many in a cassette series of talks that I gave on Belive Nights in the year of They were part of a lecture series at the University of New Jersey Dives, made on the Corona of the Chapter. I hope you enjoy them and share them with your friends. Vanity and jealousy. Vanity and jealousy hotline. like it took longer that time. Hello? 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 I said hello. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I'm calling to locate the origin of Jealousy and vanity. Hold for a minute. Hello? 
The twin demons and thieves of life, vanity and jealousy, two sleeves of a no-back jacket, wellness and happiness, stealing false allies and no-feeling corruptors of love and connection, a house organ divided against its own keys and preacher and teaching chaos and music theory, lost among the leftover grief and the separation of souls at the beginning of life, set against itself like a perpetual motion machine, fueled with belief in princes and queens, magnified by mystery and self-obsession, literally mirrors looking at themselves in the mirror in a recursion that's some version of a black hole. Hidden are the connections between siblings and the love and light liftings like barn building sweet friends in love with repairing darkness. Devoted to the paradise of the united family of creatures in life. I don't mind a little trouble. Adjust your listening devices to conform with the current transmission settings. To use the current settings, press now or wait for the audio signal. When the signal is at desired level, press now for immediate listening. Is this the center of the universe? Because I hear coffee sound effects. Coincidence, there are only so many sounds in the universe. What you quote here is gas expanding. You always say that, but it's not true. I wasn't raised that way. Not you, the universe. And we aren't at the center of the universe, exactly. We are at the birth of twin demons. You can't literally hear sound here. What you are experiencing is a stabilizing hallucination. You're filling in the blanks with familiar sounds. I see. <laughs> That's why it also looks like our kitchen. But the walls are space. Oh, hang on now. We are. We're floating in a void. Oh, welcome to radio. Seriously, though, this is the origin of death and human suffering. I feel like you are seeing and hearing things that I am not. I am experiencing a central truth. Well, I don't think I am. But I don't feel less worthy or smart. Or maybe less smart. We are at the creation of what is best described as the biological drive to stay alive. Here were created twin siblings, necessary in a grand scheme of self-preservation and striving. But once things really took off, they found their way into every facet of creature interaction, finally achieving their highest form in humankind. And those twins turned out to be the Bee Gees. Vanity and jealousy. I wasn't even close. Why do you get to know that and I don't? Am I lesser? I feel like your happiness and achievement denies me of my happiness somehow. See? Oh, wow. We are at the birth of jealousy and vanity. Well, why are we here? It's part of a five-part series on jealousy and vanity called Why Don't They Love Me? Part one. What am I gonna do with you two jokers? Butchie. Yeah, we're in a zoo. Like a cartoon zoo. Yep. And we're lovable talking animals who are also rule breakers, or what's the word? I don't know, scheming, conniving, trying to game the system, fighting the man, or in this case, the poorly drawn cartoon man. I'm gonna have O'Brien guard you knuckleheads around the clock. There will be no more escaping to play poker at my zoo. Obviously, I'm dreaming I'm in a 70s cartoon. Nope, this is a modal realism problem. When we materialize these possible worlds, we run into this. So, I'm alive, but in a cartoon. What am I even, a large land mammal? Maybe, but what's that? Uh, I don't know. 
The first thing to suffer on bad art is hands. So hopefully it's a poorly drawn paw or hoof. I think you're a glove. I have to be some type of animal. Maybe you're some type of glove-shaped creature. What's that dog that's shaped like a hat called? There, you're triple locked in. Those are animal prisons. You quiet down, Butchie, or I'll revoke your gym privileges. Gym? There's a gym? There's a pool, too. Maybe it's not just an animal prison cartoon. Maybe we're here because it's something else, too. There is a resort quality to some of the decor. For instance, these decorative pictures and floral print window treatments are screaming Carlton Varney to me. I hear that, too. I think it's demons. We were at the birth of vanity and jealousy. It's an unstable place. Want anything from the mini-fridge? We could have been thrown into another time stream. Is there orange soda? There's this European nonsense. That's one theory. Or this is the next stage of the development of jealousy and vanity. Don't diss the orange poo. It's very floral. Any chance we could just hang out here for a bit and enjoy cartoon animal upscale jail hotel for a bit longer? Isn't the bassoon driving you nuts? I don't know, it fades into the background after a while like tinnitus. If I were more than one person, say five people, and our fortunes rotated so we all had an equal number of good and bad days, would I tolerate the inequality of human joy? What if I were five people, but four of them suffer, and one is joyful? What if I were a small rural grocery store that can't get all the brands